Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, alongside this week, Lucy. Hello. Hey. Next generation, we're here, it's the future now. It is, is, mate. We're (laughs) going to talk about that tonight. something I want to talk about. Uh, And just to our below (laughs) where our crotches are, is that all? (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, thanks for that intro, fam. Real, real enjoying that that particular. I was trying to, I was trying to work out where you would be in my body, and it's like, well, just sat on my lap. It's fine. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it is episode two hundred and thirty-seven, and you can get... tell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open some beers. Uh, Lucy, you've already mentioned to us that you mm. are on one beer this evening. Why don't you crack it? Let's know what you've got. Yes, as you lot may have seen, it is an arbor. Yeah. It is the cafe creme. Ooh, lovely. Chocolate. No, sorry, coffee and chocolate stout. Nice. Four forty mil can. Not happy about that. I like I like the tall boys. What? But... A four forty mil arbor. I know they did that for yep. their. Um, Oh, what was that? Tinny the Welder? Yeah. Thing? It was a much I've higher percentage. I've seen it on a couple. But... Hmm. 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 Yeah, first time I've seen it in a 440ml can, but 6.9%, so mm-hmm. makes okay. it less. I, uh, I remember years and years ago when, hmm. um, when we were starting out um, up to X number of um, you know, triple digit episodes at least. Uh, before Wiper and True Canned, they were bottling, and in Bristol they used to put out beers in 500 mil bottles, and then mm-hmm. over the rest of the country it was 330 mil bottles. Yep. So maybe our just not as well, uh, yeah, yeah, you're just alcoholics a, down in yeah, Bristol. Well, that's it. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> taking a leaf out of that book. Are they starting to put out <laughs> smaller beers? Mm, I hope not. Yeah. Me too. You want you want your pint? Yes. Arbor. Yes. I want my pint. Um, six point nine percent luxurious oatmeal stout brewed with a freshly ground coffee and roasted cacao nibs. Ooh, nice. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it really. Perfect. I've had this before. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's better than the water you've also got next to you or something um yes adult what are you starting off with this week uh i am starting out with uh the white hag um dark druid it's a chocolate orange pastry stout oh i've got that in my cupboard mm. Mm. yes i could have let you know <laughs> oh well uh, Why would we want to do that? The dark druid would cut the mistletoe that grew on the oak tree and give it as a blessing. Oaks were seen as sacred, and the winter fruit of the mistletoe was a symbol of life in the dark winter months. This is the third in the dark druid series of pastry stouts, where orange, milk chocolate, and a splash of vanilla combine with a slightly roasted finish to give you a rich, silky stout. It's 5.5%. Comes in a very 
Halloween-y festive orange can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It does look like mail, some tiny can. Looks like some seventies wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Mm. <laughs> or like nice. kind of like candy corn in a loop. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nice. so it's a, it's an even smaller tin than Lucy's reprehensible 440. <laughs> <laughs> it is reprehensible. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna match you, Lucy, on the on the old 440 mil. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna up the stakes a little bit. Uh, I'm going for the higher percentage um, for my first beer because my second beer is a stout. Um, so my first beer is a triple IPA at 10 percent. It is the North Brewing Company and Daya collaboration beer. Nice. They starting off with a triple. I, I know, I know. I could have. I had a few in the cupboard. I'm like, mm, what do I do? Do I do I have an eight and a ten, a nine and a ten? Like I said, maybe. Was it I, I enjoy I, your almost, choice. Is is all? <laughs> <laughs> almost everything I picked up from the bottle shop last time was just high alcohol beers it's just what i was drawn mm, to at the might time as well. yeah with the with the you know there's no sun anymore even during the day so just drink nobody's driving anywhere it's that's fine. very true it's very true <laughs> um it gives me ingredients which are barley and hops lotus idaho seven and citra it's also got oats dextrose and yeast mm. that's it as i said 10 percent Not much of a crack to the can, but oh well. We'll come back to you, Lucy, for the arbor. Did we? Oh yes, I was about to say. Did we do a deal? I was like, yeah, the white egg, Lucy. Where are you? Yeah. Um, I even have flavor text. Yeah. I don't know where my mind is. Anyway, no, no um, one has a mind. Minds are fiction. <laughs> yes. Trust me, I'm a philosopher. Yeah, it smells very nice. Very. Nice dark chocolate and coffee aroma. Yeah, looks good too. Mm. Nice coffee, like brown head as well. Very nice. Well, right off the bat, um, I should let it warm up a bit more. Literally just out of the fridge. Mm. But even that being said, yeah, still getting lovely. Lovely, deep, rich coffee flavours. Nice. It's nice and it's not thin, but mm-hmm. it's not heavy. Mm. Um, it's got a nice bit of mouth coat in like body to it, and as well. But it's not it's not too heavy, but it's not too light at the same time. So um, it, it hits that. Okay, this is six point nine percent. It's not going to be a you know. Imperial stout or anything. It's not going to be um, as thin as a porter. It hits that nice middle ground yep. where, where you're satiated enough with, you know, the body and the thickness. But yeah, it's not like I'm going to be nursing it all night because it's um, just dense and heavy. Mm. But yeah, it, it's still without even without that viscosity, it still has that nice warmness to it and the nice comforting chocolatey base to it so yeah yeah lovely dark malt lovely dark chocolate taste beautiful nice yeah it's really good i'd say this is probably one of the better um 
beers that I've had, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we're going to go for a slightly lighter ABV, but you're still getting all of those traits of a stout that you want from this. So, yeah, that's a that's a cracking beer. Brilliant, good. Very much like this. Yeah, it was another mm. another hit from Arbor, which seems to be almost every beer they produce. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's not surprising. Yeah. In the least. No. Where did you pick that one up from? Uh, this got bought for me. It might have been okay. from Marks and Spencer. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if it's one of those beers. Yeah, Marks and Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adol, we'll come back to you then for the yep. Dark Druid. Um, so initially, right on the nose, you're getting... So actually, it poured quite... Um, well, it's almost all ahead. Never really recover. Like it just looks like a cola, almost like even less mm. than a cola, flatter than a cola. Um, it um, it, it has a quite a sweet um, surprise, surprise, orangey chocolate um, notes on uh, on the nose. Kind of, kind of like a. a I want to say it's like a knockoff of Terry's, like not too deep in the orange and kind of a weak chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. That's not to say like it smells cheap. I'm just saying those are the, the the level of the notes are there. It's like a Jerry's. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got a Jerry's choco orang, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> Orang. I'm such an idiot. Sorry. Comes, comes in a, a hexa- ha- hexagonal box as well. And it's yeah. Green instead. Did it? Did, I don't know whether with the ingredients. Did it say it had any uh, like orange oil in with it? I know. Oh. Yeah. Some of the yeah. sort of the the chocolatey orange beers that I've had previously. It's kind of one of those things to look out for because I know Terry's chocolate orange is orange oil, isn't oil. it? Rather than yeah, like yeah. Extract. That's why it's so strong but also doesn't really taste like any orange you've had it just tastes mm. like orange because mm-hmm. the oil comes from the peel i think rather than the meat and the fruit um it has water water barley hops lactose chocolate vanilla orange yeast okay so um i definitely uh, detect that um the sweetness coming from the lactose mm. Also, as soon as it said vanilla, I was like, ah, that is the missing bit from the nose that I couldn't quite figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, I mean, it's a 5.5%. It's got enough of a mouthfeel to kind of coat your mouth. Um, so that's nice. Uh, very low carbonation is a little odd. So like the, the textures, beery, but again, kind of flat. Mm. And then... I'll di- that um, that orange, even though it's lower down in the than some of the other things, is very is pro- is just a stronger ingredient. So you're getting just yeah this, and again, kind of like you were saying with the terries, it's just this like orange forward taste. But I couldn't tell you what kind. Somewhere around navel orange, less sweet. Mm-hmm. Like I really feel like the the sweetness is coming a little a little later um, with um, with the multi flavor and and again the, from, probably from the lactose so you just have this sort mm. of not quite tart but not sweet orange just like again orangey orange coming forward um yeah hmm mm. Mm. i also i also think like lucy of mine's a little too cold but just because I, I didn't I, I took it out of the fridge and uh i sort of forgot because i was having 
conversation, so I went down early to take it out, then didn't take it out, then took it out maybe ten minutes before we started recording. So just a little, um, it's a little cold, even just gripping it. Um, so I'm hoping maybe some of these tastes will come out a little more as it warms up. Yep. Cool. How's yours? Good. Um, it had a hell of a nose. Um, I said I had a weak crack on the can, but actually as soon as I uh, opened it, that nose wafted up. There's this lovely, really deep fruit, deep tropical fruit nose, with a little bit of dankness, maybe a little bit of grass in there as well. It has, it has subsided a little bit. Maybe I've just got slightly used to it, uh, but it is lovely. It's, uh, it's very deep in colour. Um, the, the head was very frothy when it was there. Uh, has dissipated reasonable amount. Oh, it's got a lovely, lovely thickness, viscosity to it. And those, it's chewy as well, it's definitely chewy. And it, it is dry, but it's not, it's not drying. So I don't feel like my mouth is dried out there. It just is kind of, because it's chewing, it's a little bit more viscous. It brings a bit more of a dryness to it as well. But flavor-wise, it does match the, the nose quite well. So it has a little bit of those tropical fruits in there. Mm. And then has this, does have that, that dankness to it, but there's a little bit of a floral note. A um, little bit of maybe a little bit of citrus in there as well, just kind of almost sitting apart from everything, and, and that might be in there, and it might be being caused by the the alcohol. Hmm. Um, there is a, there is a sweetness too, which definitely feels like it's coming from the alcohol, and it's it's one of those flavors that hits the back of the mouth. You know, it's kind of it is that alcoholic flavor. That's where you're getting it right at the back. Um, I don't know whether that floral note in there is from the combination of what they put together to hide a little bit of that alcohol, or it is just what is being presented um, along with this um, with this ten percent. But it gets gets less chewy the more you drink it. Definitely becoming a little more accustomed to it. Viscosity, the the, the body stays there though. You're still getting that and it coats the tongue quite nicely because of that viscosity as well so whilst it's drying up the flavor does linger and that dankness becomes this um a, a bit more of a grassy kind of bit more of an earthy bitterness than say mm. sort of towards that piney kind of end um, and that is the kind of the lasting flavor really alongside that floral alcohol that i'm getting in as well uh, but it it doesn't like the, the alcohol doesn't give me much of a burn at all. The bitterness isn't super high on it. The, the the fruit in there gets to do kind of what it wants to, whilst being a little bit creamy as well. So it, it doesn't it doesn't smash you in the face with <laughs> you know with flavour with bitterness with with uh, with alcohol. It packages it all quite nicely, and you can tell that it is a bigger beer. And it is, it is one that I will sip rather than um, rather than knock back. 
um, which you know we tend to do with those kind of six, seven into the eight percent kind of beers. You know that this is a little bit more, but it's not. Uh, it's not too much. It is an. It is a nice, easy drink that I can very uh, that, that I can sit here and sip basically, which is great. Yeah. Just lounge. Nice. <laughs> Especially at what was the percentage again? Ten. At Ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's gonna be quiet the second half of this podcast. Possibly. Do I get my topic yeah. out of the way first? Sure. I think you should. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I want to talk about next gen, right? But the idea that things have now come out. Consoles have released. The um, Xbox Series S and X released today uh, on the 10th, mm-hmm. which is the Tuesday. And um, I've seen lots and lots of people posting their pictures of them. And like, hey, look, here it is. Here's a box. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's been delivered. And then uh, also and on the... Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on the other side of things... Lots of people posting that their um, this is for America. Lots of people posting that their PlayStation Fives have been dispatched and are on their mm-hmm. way to them because I think they come out uh, Thursday on the twelfth, um, or maybe yeah. yeah, it's definitely the twelfth. Uh, and then for us here in the UK, it's not until next week, until the nineteenth, so uh, a oh, week really? later. Yes, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And. I just wondered, you know, we're bombarded with these kinds of things all the time, right? Here's here's my new console, here's my stuff. And I wanted to kind of pose the question, uh, do... Because, you know, none of us have got any of these consoles and I'm not getting them in, you know, at least the next bit of time. Um, do either of you feel kind of left out on that? Yeah. I know we talk about games and, like, the hype train and those sorts of things, like, but I just haven't felt it at all with these. It's because it's, it's just a box. Yeah. Or, or a router. Or, or a fridge. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, <laughs> there's, like, no exciting game that's day one launch that uh, the zeitgeist is like, oh boy, this thing's amazing! And even if it was, I think I'm for the most think, part past yeah. that, in general. I think, yeah. But all three of us, without putting words in your mouth, Ben, mm-hmm. we're not the FOMO people. I mean, I mean, so, but I think like when <laughs> Cyberpunk comes out, if I don't get that week one, I will feel it because I'm excited about the game. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If it ever comes out, yeah, but out. you want that game, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's not something where it's like you've not wanted it, and then people start talking about it, and then you yes. want yeah. It. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. this is even mm-hmm. more so with hardware because it's like, well, why is the PS5 exciting? exciting? PS5 games. Why is the Xbox exciting? Xbox games. Cool. PS5, Xbox. What are the games? Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I might get some FOMO of people like that. Um, demo disc is the best platformer ever made. Who would have thought that controller is amazing? And by that, I mean, I'm like, huh, that's weird. I'd like to try that one day. But that's, I think, and that that's like, predicated on people saying these things then i might feel mm-hmm. some fomo and even then i don't think i will but no i i, I think it comes down to hardware it's just hardware without software yeah yep. I, I think i think it also contributing to that is that a lot of these games are on current hardware mm. um well i woke up this morning you know seeing everyone like oh you know next generation stuff like that i was like cool, I'll go to the store on the Xbox console. I was like, Assassin's Creed's out. Didn't know that. Call of Duty's out. 
Friday, apparently. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. And then I was like, oh, let me download Tetris Connect. Effect. Connected. Connected. Affected. Mm. Whichever. <laughs> I was like, install now on Game Pass. It's like, cool, I like Tetris. Let me install that. Ooh, Jedi Fallen Order is now out on EA Play. Yeah, which you only get if which you're Which is part of Game Pass. Cool. Yeah. I'll try it that jank fest yeah, for I'm, free. I can, I can I can see you bouncing off that one a little bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. try it yeah. out. It's there. It's there. Pla- Planet Coaster is out yes. or something. Just come out on yeah, consoles, yeah. Out what on, a terrible. I was just like Game Pass. <laughs> yes, I'm probably not going to play that one, but point being, all, all these shiny new games are out, and it's like I can enjoy them on Game Pass. Mm. I I'm fine. I'm like. I've got hundreds of games all on this nice brand new Xbox, not brand new, but newish Xbox, which runs really well, mm. and I can just play the games that I, that I have and that, you know, everyone else can enjoy as well on their shiny new hardware. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it's, it's like, yeah, the games are available on current hardware also. We're going to get these eventually, so it's like, it's not like, oh, you can never have this. Yes. It's just, oh, I'm going to wait until it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, until the value proposition is there. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was thinking, like, the the, the, the appeal to me about those consoles are um, just, like, fast loads and quick resume. But then I was like, I well, I heard that Xbox doesn't have quick resume enabled for all the games. Wait, what? Oh, they will in time. It's yes. just that yeah, yeah, just not at the moment. Right now, because yeah. uh, it's coming in hot, both of these consoles are. They don't have it. And PlayStation doesn't even have that feature. Mm-hmm. Plus, both of them, you can only run games off the SSD. New games, that is, I should say. New games off the SSD. PlayStation doesn't have yet a option where you can move games onto an external, external hard drive. Yeah, you have yeah. to delete it. And Xbox, you're going to have to switch between... You know, external hard drive, which is what I do now. Um, I've got a three terabyte um, Samsung hard drive. Yeah, external. But I don't know how quick it is moving those things. Mm-hmm. And also, like, that three terabyte hard drive plus the one on the One X are both full <laughs> of Game Pass games. So it's just like, I've already maxed out four terabytes. So. The one is really not gonna, you know, do me. So right. Yeah. Any the the things that seem appealing right off the bat, without any games, you know, I'm sure Sackboy and everything will be cool. But those two features, and not even like well implemented, mm. or and and then probably <laughs> won't ever be, considering you have to stick in, you know. An external hard drive or, or the Seagate expansion yeah. card and such. It's just like I'm just thinking, what's the point? You know, mm. what's the point? I'll get one eventually, but yeah. Uh, ben, yeah. Do you oh, do you have any notions of FOMO having brought it up, or are you just surprised that you don't? <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm surprised I don't. Um, I I've looked at um, a couple of the um, a couple of reviews. Um, 
more and, and seen a few people's kind of um, you know comments on on these things uh, more to see kind of what the you know how the new tech works natively and I watched um, well, I watched our friend MC Fixer go through the um, the Series X and showing some of the features showing how quick it was and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and I've read a few things about the um, uh, the DualSense uh, pad for the PlayStation as well, and kind of how that is is being implemented, and that all seems really cool. And there's lots of stuff, like you say, Lucy, lots of cool tech and lots of cool features at the moment, which are cool, but aren't things that I need at the moment. And yeah, okay, it'd be great to go back to The Last of Us Part Two with the um, you know with the, the with the DualSense and get that feedback at the haptic feedback kind of working through those sorts of mm. things and that sense of yeah. uh, of sound that they were you know this this big notion of like 3d sound or i can't remember exactly what they call it is it like uh, titan or something like that yeah um sony ears sony mm. ears um so- sony sony ears. they tend they send these little things that sit over your ears instead of your ears like big cones <laughs> on the side that come with the console um so you know, yeah, I could do that, great, but I'm not going back to The Last of Us at the moment. I can just imagine like Mark Cerny putting you in like a dog cone, <laughs> just like here, all the sound's going to reverberate around this dog cone. <laughs> That's it. It's not even a, it's not even a new console. It is just a big <laughs> cone. That is the PlayStation Five. You just you just get a different sound from your PlayStation Four. Maybe the face plates come off, and then they turn into one of those cones. Maybe that's the thing. You can take his face off. (laughs) Nice. Um, Always good. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's 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 certain things. But like you say, Lucy, the games are still coming. Mm. Like I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. That's coming out on PS4. I should be getting it on PS4. Um, Mm -hmm. Is Horizon coming? To PS4, I can't remember whether they said it they was said, or not. They said yes, and yeah. I think yeah. that that might be one of mm, the games the that, that may push me a little bit. But that's not until next year, so I'm I'm Second fine. Half of next yeah, year, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm fine until you know the new year, if not towards you know the spring at some point for for kind of getting one of these. Yeah. I can't see anything at the moment which is really pushing me, and being a relatively new kind of Game Pass. Um, subscriber on PC and only being able to get the kind of games on, on PC that come. Yeah, there's plenty of other ways for me to play third-party games. You know, on the PlayStation Four still uh, on my PC through other um, platforms. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I again, I don't need the Xbox, even the Series S, kind of that baseline thing, to get console exclusives because. The, the the Xbox exclusive games are still coming to PC Game PC. Pass anyway, kind of day and date. Yeah. So they just there there isn't. I mean, Xbox yeah. have Xbox have done their job uh, in the last year of getting mm-hmm. me to sign up to their subscription service. Yeah, and that's all that, they know, want. That, and that's what yeah. they and that's ultimately what we seem from the you know from their presentations that they made, even from E3 last year seems that that is what they want they want people to get into their ecosystem kind of through game pass and great if they pick up the hardware as well great if they can then cloud stream and they have ultimate and they can do it in that kind of way mm-hmm. they want you to be within their ecosystem and that might you know as we've got with some technologies which have 
you know, uh, lowered in value. So whether you get like a Chromecast or something like that, and it goes in this room, and then you have it in this room, and you have your Google Home Nest or Hub or whatever that's called, and it does your lights, and it does this, and it does that, and everything then mm-hmm. becomes integrated. Yeah. So Microsoft are thinking maybe the S could sit in another room. You know, is it an, is it is it kind of a box to sit in the bedroom or in a, in a, in with the, in your kids' room or something like that? And actually your stuff is all linked anyway so they can still play the same games that you've had to purchase yeah. it's just another box for other people to be able to play on and the same now which we've seen with a random app that appeared on the PS4 for everybody that you can stream your PS5 to your PS4 so if I had if I oh, bought a PS5 okay. and yeah. I put it in my lounge yeah, I could have my PS4 sat here next to my PC and I could stream from my PS5 to my PS4, right? Right. Uh, who knows if that works better than the remote play app onto the PC? It might be great for people that stream but want their PS5 in a different room and those sorts of things. Or again, uh, that want to keep a PS4 for their kids or something like that, but still allow them the option of playing the PS5. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, all of these yeah, things and all no, these accessibility that's, that's really things are, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But again, there's no need for me to get no, the next console to use those yeah because because my whole thing now is like just convenience mm. um like i bought a pc earlier this year and it's just really more where i work rather than game now yes even though it's a gaming pc so it's like if i wanted to play all the shiny you know next gen games in the best place where they're going to run and stuff like that i'd play them on pc but mm. i simply don't I, I, I usually play them on xbox and yeah, it's it's really good to hear that like Xbox have been doing it for a while. That it's probably why I'm more in that ecosystem, just because of convenience and the way how I can make money off playing games as well with <laughs> Microsoft rewards. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really good to hear that Sony are following suit and making things more customizable, more accessible, mm. just making things easier. You know, it's yeah, like. Absolutely. It's the year 2020, like, playing games on different, you know, like, playing with your mates shouldn't be that hard, like, having to buy, you know, the same hardware or something like that, or, yeah, transferring saves, transferring, you know, account information, whatever it is, nothing Mm -hmm. should be that hard, it's like, it's 2020. Yeah, Um, and it's, they, you know, Sony have been making those moves very, very slowly. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I, uh, I had a... My my PlayStation profile, Nova underscore forty seven, yeah, was a sub account to my brother's um, master account when we first got the PlayStation three. Right. And it has only been in the PlayStation four generation that I was able to upgrade that to a master account. And then be able to buy games through that account. I, I had to set up a completely new master account, set that as my primary for that account, set that as a primary for my other account. I could then buy games on the master to then play on the one that I wanted it to, which had all of my other games that were already associated mm. with it, had my trophy score and all of that sort of stuff associated with it. And suddenly I'm now in a position where I'm like, well, now I'll make this one the master account. That sort of stuff. Great. But yeah. why was it like that in the fucking first place? <laughs> yeah. and, and again, why were there all these hurdles? Yeah, why? I mean, Insomniac have turned around now and said, 
yeah, we've now worked out or we've done something. We press the button, which means you can take your save game from the yeah. from Spider Man to the PlayStation Five version of Spider Man, uh, and everyone's like, "Way, well, thanks for letting us do this." It's just like, no, mm. it should have been just. It yeah, from, from if it was actually that easy, then it should have just been there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've still got a little ways to go, but it'll. Mm. You know, and I'm glad, like, you know, like backwards compatibilities there with PS4. It's like yes, yeah. some, it does look like they've had their hand forced a bit, mm. but that's why it's good to have competition. That's why it's good mm. to have free console makers in the space. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine if it was just Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> One new Mario and one new Zelda every five <laughs> yeah. years, and then just re-releases of SNES and NES games all and they, the time. And they burn like 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 in Mission Impossible when you get the mission information, it just disintegrates ah, in yeah. your hand after f- I t- thirty I seconds. That will be your well. saves. <laughs> You'd go onto the store and it would go, "Have you played Bobble Bobble? <laughs> Have you played the remastered version?" <laughs> it's just like yes, yes, we played these games. Yes, the last yes. twenty-five. But we don't fucking have a years. save for it. <laughs> you, you have no save for it. Yeah, you you didn't buy this on the last six consoles because you had to set up a new account for this new device. Mm. Mm. I mean, the one nice thing about Boy Nintendo chat, is their that? online is so incompetent. They're definitely not like profile shaping you to like psychologically get, put games in front of you that you they'll think you'll buy because they just obviously yes. can't figure that out. <laughs> they just do that in different ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They just do it like in global those ways. Nostalgia bo- yeah. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Bless them. And I, 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 think, I think a lot of this, uh, like what we're seeing in these changes and these accessibility options and these upgrades, these sorts of things, uh, are very much down to um, the, the, the team behind Xbox. And Microsoft, yeah. Um, I, I I can see that you know that we had this kind of almost mass exodus from um, from PlayStation about two years to eighteen months ago. Um, that that kind of people started to leave, like Andrew House and um, you know Jack Tretton went a little bit before that. And mm. what's the guy's name that I'm blanking on that went recently? Sean Layden. Sean Layden, yes, and him as well. And now we're mm. left with. Um, People who uh, haven't always had the best track record of being open and upfront and innovative, um, you know, people like Jim Ryan, who yeah. aren't always the best at putting the message across. And whilst they do have like Mark Cerny, the great to be that, you know, the the driving force behind the design of a new console, um, again, gives you know dry presentations. He's not that person to come out and try and. Uh, and push um, like the social aspects, the accessibility aspects, yeah. you know those sorts of things. He's he's focused more on the on the console itself, and the other people around him should be supporting him <laughs> in terms of the messaging and those sorts of things. And we're suddenly going, oh, the PlayStation Five can do this. Like, why didn't they tell us that when they knew mm. that it could do yeah, it? That, yeah, um, yeah. And 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 I think there's there's big props to the team at uh, at Xbox. For the way that they kind of turned around last generation, and have mm. moved into this this new one as well, and I think they're kind of very good at 
innovating in the in the the services and the systems. Yeah, to yeah, push everybody why. else and and try yeah. and pull them all up to par, basically. Mm. Yeah, that's why I do majority of my gaming there. Like mm. Sony, well, not Sony. PlayStation is very much like vinyl record. It's like yeah. this nice vinyl record prestige yep. in its you know sheath. Cracking out the vinyl record, record player, and you're just gonna have a nice evening with your whiskey and your cigar, like your beer last week or whatever it was, Ben. Yep. I'm just gonna relax with that. Whereas Xbox is just like, yeah, just let me download it off LimeWire with some porn or something like that and play it in five minutes and be done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just have it on all my iPods. Perfect. <laughs> I've stolen I've stolen all your data in that time as well. Don't worry about it, it's fine. We're only shaping ads at you, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, congratulations to well, Xbox and PlayStation. Mm, um, absolutely. Doing this in a pandemic, so fair play to them. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah, it definitely feels like there was a lot more fanfare as well with the last mm. generation when the when the consoles kind of released. Um, oh, than, I think than they have. I mean, part of it is pandemic. Part of it is just software again. I'm gonna keep banging that drum. There were launch yeah, titles. Yeah. There were like launch yeah. titles. That, there was a lot of launch titles. Yeah. And like they might not have aged well. That's a different thing. Oh, there we go. Sorry. But they they were. There. But they were there, yeah. and they had hype. Mm-hmm. And different studios were able uh, to use their the, own hype yeah. trains to push yes. the console. And this time around, it, even without COVID, it was like like a year ago. We still didn't know like huge big launch titles that would like possibly excite us. Could you, yeah, to, to be fair, could you imagine yeah. how many units the PlayStation Five would have sold if The Last of Us Part Two had been a launch title, right? Yeah, that would have been a system seller for sure. Yeah. I'm sure Spider-Man will because people, I think most people will think, oh, that's a new game, not just an expansion. So yeah, that is yeah. true. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's also because last generation, it was it was long. It was like yes. eight years yeah. for Xbox, seven years for PlayStation. Whereas this one. It's felt much more stilted with the the Pro and the One mm-hmm. uh, X coming out, so maybe that's. I mean, that's definitely why it's. I'm not as infused about it. If I if I still had launch hardware, God forbid, the the VCR, or even the S, I'd be like, yeah, give me that new console. But mm-hmm. no, it's just like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it has made me consider getting a, a PS4 Pro. Like, hmm, do I make that? Do I make that just that? This is still expensive, up? though. Aren't, aren't they, they are like still expensive. Pounds or something. They, yeah. they probably are, and I'd, I'd probably, probably just, just be well, you know, well placed just to save the extra hundred quid. And yeah, you know, you've got to imagine this this Black Friday coming up in a couple of weeks' time. You know, pros and the PS4s are going to be reduced yeah. quite significantly, especially with that yeah, PS4, yeah, uh, sure. PS5 digital version being like three hundred and sixty quid. Right. That's so. Nuts. Because I was looking at it because my friend was like, "Do you think the price of an Xbox One is going to go down in the next couple of weeks?" And I was like, "Yes, of course." You know, mm. Black Friday and stuff like that. But I, I said to him, "Like, why don't you get that one that looks like a speaker box when you drive up to a drive-through?" Yeah. Because I looked at the price; it's two hundred and fifty pounds. Yes. <laughs> and it does like upscaling and. Fair enough. It's only got like what two gigabytes of empty, you know, empty hard drive. But you can pay. You can play Peggle on that. You know, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. Tetris Effect is four gigs. 
<laughs> so I was like, yeah. How is Tetris Effect bang for your buck? Gig? Four, four, four gigs. How? Four, four or five gigs. There's yeah. so much going on yeah, in you'd that th- game. You'd think the audio files is like <laughs> probably yeah. ten gig of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I think. If I was going to recommend one, to most people who are like, I hate using the word casuals, but yeah, casuals. Um, yeah, I'd just be like, get that Xbox One S. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's also S. like for budget series S. people. Yeah, and it's like if you're only gonna play like Madden or something, or you're gonna check out one or two Game yeah, Pass games a yeah. year, two hundred and fifty quid—that's that's ridiculously I, cheap I'm for, not, for for what apparently what that thing can do. I'm not sure the new Madden is gonna fit on the S, though, is it really? Like, <laughs> see NBA two K. The new Call of Duty one. Um, <laughs> NBA two K was like, and and the new Call of Duty is like a hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty gig. Whoa. To be like, fair, absolutely though, absolutely fucking nuts. Like, most people who uh, play these sports games play these sports games. That's true. Mm. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and they won't have much else. The one S is like the yeah. Madden box. It's got Madden and space yeah. for Peggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's good. What else? You'll get, you get Plants vs. Zombies on there as well, just to see if you can just, yeah. just max there. it out. They made an HD remaster, so it doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's on EA Play. I was looking at what's on EA Play. EA Play. Mm. And, like, and I, play I, I play. guess even even with this, you know, are they going to start start leaning more into that kind of like that cloud gaming as well with the S? Yeah. It, it becomes becomes that you know really good box if you're paying for ultimate and you can cloud game and do it on that do it on that s the memory doesn't really matter that it much doesn't matter no then. no yep you just start playing it's, it's if cloud play works that is the then yeah there's no reason to get an x if you have the right pipeline no. yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah i see that being an avenue because a lot of the games that they put on game pass now are launching day and date as well with android and yes they, they are yeah, yeah put like android controls in these games it's just it's, just, it's kind of crazy the amount of work that they're doing but and how microsoft as a company i mean they must see the future is gaming you know so you wouldn't I mean, have said it's that it's a bigger industry ago. than Hollywood, right? They've known that for a while. Yeah. I think the key is, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also that, that's also why, although we make fun of it, that Stadia is a proof of concept that mm. Google can yes. afford to do, but doesn't understand video mm-hmm. games, which is why they just didn't make an impact. They didn't understand how much old games on your system won't sell it, especially in an yeah. isolated yeah. ecosystem. But like, what they were selling was, and a lot of people said, like. You can play it. It feels like you're streaming something, which is weird. And they all will have this problem, I think. Although, when you think about it, like, Netflix is now good enough. You have a decent uh, connection, right? Like, you no longer feel like you are... There's, like, the window thing that people complain yeah. about isn't there. Mm. Uh, so it's only a matter of time before we get, like, latency times and what, whatever, whatever mm. you need to get that window-like feeling off of Stadia and cloud computing and even ps now and i totally understand what people are saying right like even streaming like t- from two points in my house with like ps now you could tell like i am streaming this and it wasn't always just bitrate or like artifacting it was like uh, this again i'm this notion of the window 
Um, and that mm -hmm. will go away because we, I think, because we know it has already. Because streaming mm -hmm. videos used to be this kind of janky thing. But, yes, like, absolutely. I can't tell the difference between playing a video file at 1080p on my computer and streaming Netflix. Same file. Like, like it, it's, it's, they've, they've figured that out in a way that it used to be, yeah, we could stream that movie, mm -hmm. but it will look worse because i was streaming it and it, it right and now it's like oh no one thinks that about movies but we used to like 10 years ago or maybe five years ago even it was like yeah i'd rather download it because i just like it's it's a big like it's a big blockbuster or whatever i'll download it i'll wait for the day that it takes to download a movie ha, ha, yeah, ha. Yeah. um and because i want to watch it properly quote unquote and that's um not a thing yeah i, I think i think the reason why i didn't find Stadia when I used it for that Gods and Monsters game, Ubisoft's thing for a demo, mm. is because I didn't realize like like if I want to play a game, I don't have like data caps or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I have access to internet. I have a PC and Xbox and stuff like that. I have tons of well not anymore but tons of um, hard drive space. But for people who just like the barrier of entry is a console, a mm -hmm. expensive console. For them just to like, oh, just go to their browser and just launch a game. That must be amazing for yeah, them. Absolutely. Where it's like, for me, I don't, it didn't wow me or shock me because I'm just, I'm already in the space. And Fully, it's like, yeah. But, yeah. but for people who don't have that, and, I mean, yeah, just whip out their phone and play Gears. That's, that's incredible. Well, I've, been, I've been playing games in browsers for years. Since about the year nineteen ninety eight. Yes, but uh, maybe, they're all going away now. Maybe Flash games. Yeah, Flash yeah. is dead. Flash yeah. is dead at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere, somewhere. There's definitely somewhere that I've read that is um, taking kind of like all of those to all of the Flash games mm -hmm. and and yeah. basically like archiving them essentially. Yeah. So there is still somewhere for them to exist. Yeah. Problem is, some a lot of them have credit to those copyrights people. or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. you can't archive them without permission. Mm. So then you're either archiving mm. them and keeping them private, just in case. Yes. Or whatever. It's we, we might actually maybe later in the year, actually in December, we should do an episode on our favorite flash games. In honor I wouldn't of remember flash the name dying. of any of them. Yeah, but you <laughs> could describe them at least. I think that's half the fun. It'd be like Quop. Yeah. Yeah. Samarost. See, was, you got them. That was Flash. Yeah. We have some weeks to, to figure it out, but I think that might be a nice send-off to the ubiquity of Flash being no longer. Mm. Nice. Okay, I'll I'll dig into the recesses of my brain and try and remember <laughs> which Flash game I played 20 years ago. There's one I played with a werewolf in it. I don't remember what that was. <laughs> I try and remember what that was. Uh, good. Um, a nice little topic there let's move on to uh to something else lucy uh how hmm. about you this week what have you been up to what have you been playing you got any games you want to talk about any topics you um, want to dive into i'm sure me and adil will talk about the falconeer yes yep. we will and it'll be we well, will it will be um but yeah i haven't played much play some tetris connected today perfect mm. it is just Whatever the hell, I think it's Tetris Effect Connected. I think this has got like a colon on it, so it's like, oh, this is the Xbox version. Oh, which, really? Uh, Foxy. Okay. 
which will be available on PlayStation at some point, you know. Um, oh, because it's got the multiplayer yeah, I think, I think bit to it. Multiplayer, yeah. Yes. I think it's like, so, mm, it's, it's called something, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, it's Tetris. And I think I have my... I just want to play a... I just want to do something. I want to play something. Yeah. I don't want to think too much kind of game now. And yeah, I, I I I mean, who doesn't love Tetris? But um, this is a very good version of Tetris. Mm. It's very, it's got all the bells and whistles on. It's pretty. It's it's not it's not transcendent like people said it was. But um, you know, it's got a lot of music that would be played in, you know, a hipster brew pub or a you know on a European advert dance for party. A, <laughs> or that, or you know. Um, like on the advert for 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 Lloyd's TSB or something like that, but yeah, it, it's just like that's all well and good. Like the music, I'm just like whatever, yeah. But I, I like how you know the it has that you know it vibrates the controller and it you know everything's like in sync with the music yeah, and yeah. and the way you rotate in the tiles. It's very good in that sense. Have you have you played any of it, Ben? On, yeah, I played. I, uh, I played a demo for it. Um, oh yes, must yeah. be not even last. No, maybe maybe it was last year. 2019, mm. maybe. Um, it came out ages ago. Yeah, I think it came out in 2018, perhaps. But yeah, I think I, mm. I played a demo for it last year, and it was a game that I'm thinking, right, I, I'm, I'm waiting until it drops like sub 25 quid. I, I, I know what what price I want to pay for this, it, and, yeah. I, and I love it. I love yeah. the way that the, the uh, like the graphics work and it pulses to the music, and the, and that also reacts to kind of the the lines that you hit and the way that you play the game as well like mm-hmm. it all feels very reactive and works really well but I had that kind of like it's still Tetris right <laughs> yes and, uh, it is absolutely yeah. still Tetris and I, That's I know good. that I know that level, yeah oh, right, well, yes it it's amazing great for a Tetris not game. 40 pounds worth of no. oh god when I can play Tetris in a browser yes you know but you mean flash. not come to yeah. <laughs> Now it's on. Um, yeah, now it's on Game Pass. I think I will uh, dive into it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Give it, uh, give it some time. I, I think maybe the demo I played um, one level, perhaps. Mm. Um, yeah, it sounds, it, but it, 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 you know, one level that, that works up through the the stages that it gives you. So that it changed the background maybe like three times and the music a little yeah. bit and mm. stuff like that. So yeah, it, it gave me enough to exp- yeah. to understand what the experience was, um, but maybe not quite enough for me to think. Well, yeah, this is like a thirty quid game mm. rather than a fifteen pound game. I think you know when I yeah. set my Sights on it, um, and I don't that think it's my ever, feelings it, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's ever dropped below that. Um, Probably not. Apart from it's now, Tetris. where it's free. <laughs> yes, I, I, I have Tetris ninety nine over here. I have Tetris connected over here. Oh. Got two great Tetris experiences. So what is? Didn't have to pay much. Yeah. For what What is the big difference between the two? This one's got multiplayer. I, I I was just about to hop into a multiplayer match, but I was like, I haven't got time. Mm. So um, about two hours ago, so I was like, yeah, I'll try that out later. But so you don't yeah, know I'm like playing what, through the... it's multiplayer is versus like ninety nine. I I think that the one I quickly jumped into before I, I I had to you know do other things was was like a free there was free players in it. Um, I think they have like different modes. I I haven't dug into it at all. Uh, like, 
you know, I, I've probably played, what, an hour today, and that was mostly the main journey mode, the mm. story mode, where you're just, just playing Tetris. You are a block. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please the story like of the, the uh, L block. But also, um, condemn your friends. Yeah, I, love, I love Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> it's good mm. Tetris. Okay. Um, and I think they have, like, OG Tetris in it as well, so... Might play that, but oh, really? you know, I like my tea spins. Mm. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, South of the Circle. I was going to mention that last week. Um, that's a new game from the State of Play. Mm. Uh, known for Cami, you know, the nice paper folding one. Ah, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a narrative adventure game. You're not really doing much. You're, um. You're not choosing dialogue. Um, there's this m- main character called called Peter. Um, he's a professor, and he and he meets this other professor, and the story's about their their, their relationship. Um, and it's also told like it coincides with like this. Um, he's basically gone to the Arctic with this Aussie guy to do research up there plane crash landed it's about him trying to find help and it's also in like the cold war so it's like oh, oh nice. the soviets we have to be afraid of them mm. um soviets are gonna kill us and mm. all that stuff so and those two stories are told like concurrently you like switching between the past and and the present and just the way that the game is directed and it just seamlessly transfers between these two different time periods um, it's it's great and the, the voice acting is really good. It looks beautiful. Mm, um, nice. This is all on Apple Arcade, so I'm just playing it on a phone. I'm just like, this would look really nice on a big screen. But um, yeah, it's it's very much a it's, it's kind of like a walking simulator. Even though you're not even doing so much walking, it's it's more it's more just a narrative tale being told to you. Um, the only options that you do get is basically um, changing the way in which Peter like responds to people. Um, it'll it'll come up with like this certain symbol where it's like, oh, do you want to be more empathetic? Do you want to be more um, assertive in your in in your position? Do you want to be do you want to be like timid or do you want to be outgoing or energetic and stuff like that? So. I don't know how much that actually changes the whole narrative. I'm probably about two thirds of the way through. It's, it's a pretty short game. It's probably about four hours, but yeah, I don't know how exactly that changes it. But it's still, you're still putting your own print onto it, so that's yeah. nice, and, and it gives you just just enough interaction where it's not like you are just watching this thing. So that's the thing that I've been playing, um, you know, just before bed, and you just want. Relax, chill, have something that's very much passive. Um, nice. But yeah, it, it's really impressive. Um, considering like there are other games which are, you know, just like little puzzle games. And yeah. to be honest, like they did Luminosity, which is a, a whole paper craft world. So that was pretty impressive in itself. But yeah, this is a different direction for them, and it's good. I'm glad Apple have. You know they bankrolled this and just put it out on their service. I know we we had a chat um, mm. 
a while ago now about kind of like Apple Arcade and their shifting kind of business strategy and, and we, we mm. know that some studios that were making more single player experiences were kind of um, you know their, their, their projects were shuttered and yeah. there was this um, chat in the industry that Apple wanted to have much more of a not necessarily live service but that that hook to get yeah. people back into an app every day and to revisit and that kind of stuff and it, it still seems like there are these single player experiences yeah. still coming yeah. out on the service so not everything Mate. was you know was destroyed on that day yeah. you know one apple exec went nope that's it we're going to get rid of everything <laughs> you know they yeah. must have been actually quite picky with what they um, you know what they cancelled um, and stuff I imagine we'll see the knock-on effect of that, like another year in, or you know, yeah. two years in, because like, um, State of Play made so for the circle. I think they were saying that this was four years in development. Right. Obviously, this is probably in, in development, and then Apple picked it up. Yeah, but yes. um, yeah, I imagine what they've bankrolled, they probably like, oh, this is a two two-year project or something like that, which mm-hmm. is quite long for you know, not not being dismissive, but. A mobile game, you know, yeah. a lot of these things do have a quick turnaround and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I imagine if we'll we'll see the uh, effects of that a year in or maybe. But yeah, speaking of Apple Arcade, the the other game that I played was a game from a like studio who have done these these really nice small puzzle games. Um, uh, this one's called God. What is is it all for you, or something like that? It, it, their games are awful for like SEO, yeah, you know, like because mm, they're just like <laughs> yeah, it's three like, kind of random yeah, sounding just, words, like a vague phrase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and one the last one that they did was called "Love You to Bits," and it's like, yeah. what are you gonna get when you search for that on Google? You're not gonna get the top. It is not gonna be their game, but I think it's called "All for You," but um. You, you you're basically it's this puzzle game, mm-hmm. like, um, and you basically have this chicken. She's lost all her chicks. Got to reunite them, and it's you know level by level kind of um, structure to it. And you have these uh, like circle circuit. Yeah, it's these circles, and each circle has a different picture. Mm-hmm. Each circle has a different scenario of this, um, of this one level, and you click on the circle, and basically that advances the time within that circle. Mm. And then um, sometimes you can flip the circles so they're in the opposite direction. You can um, pause the circles to stop the time. Some circles will continue the time no matter what. So sometimes you can move the circles around. So it's sort of like. Uh, the game framed, if any of you remember yes. that one, yeah, yeah, iOS, where you're having to change the position of these circles so that when time um, continues, the the correct scenarios happen at the at the right time, in the right order, etc. So you're basically trying to get from left to right, and this chicken has to go across here, so. When you're moving these circles, sometimes they're, they're a lot like you know, kind of comical, but like kind of 
effed up deaths. It's not like quite Rise of the Tomb Raid in this, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, this chicken gets effed up a lot of the time, like <laughs> eaten by crocodiles and stuff. Like that. The animation's great, and it's it's very cartoonish, so it's not it's not gory or anything. But but yeah, it's like imagine like a roller coaster. There's some weird scenarios that this chicken goes through, but mm. like you're on a roller coaster and you have to some like Donkey Kong country, but the rail is in the wrong place, and you have to time like the jumps and stuff like that but it's fun it, it's it's a it's a level by level puzzle game there's probably about 70 levels about halfway through mm-hmm. just something yeah just something to play as a time waster but still getting enough um substance from it but yeah yeah it, it's really nice animation really nice art style it's very much in the vein of the other games that they've done. Same structure, same same weird, ab- absurd things that are going on. But yeah, I I like their games. And it's like, I would have bought this full price. So. Mm. Nice. Apple Arcade still yeah, still trucking along. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, a, good, a good recommendation <laughs> so. that you would have bought it at oh, full yeah. price. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean... If people can still do that free trial, there's a lot to play in there. Yeah, um, yeah. If they haven't done it before, but yeah, even if you're paying like five pounds and just run through like twenty games, right? Yeah. Well, don't know who could do that in a month, but yeah, it it's worth it just for that. Like, I turn it on and off again. Yeah. For that month, so. Um. Other than that, yeah. Just I I restarted Disc Room because I just wanted to like play that all in one mm. go. I got through probably like the first third of the game, so that's still fun. Very good oh, game. Nice, nice. How far through did yeah, you that's get? It really. So, um, how far through did you get previously before you restarted? Oh, not even where the demo ended. To be oh, honest. Okay. That's so good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's Perfect. it. Cool. That's me for the week. Good. So. Should we open another beer? And yeah, then let's we'll do probably that. get yeah. into both of your thoughts on the Falcon yeah. here. Yes. yes. Well, whilst you do that, I'm going to use the Lou. Fair enough. Okay. Cool. You do you, do uh, you Lou. Yeah. Lou. <laughs> you do Lou. Go to Lou. 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 Oh. Lou, Lou. I'm going. <laughs> Lou, yeah, Lou. that's fair. Uh, Adol. Hey. We'll come back to you. I've got the Stumastau Milk Stout. Salamander Milk Stout. Chocolate, chocolate milk stout. I'm gonna say that all. It's a 5.7 percent uh, milk stout from Brauers to Mostau. Um Yep, yeah, in Rokla. I can never know how to pronounce that in, in Poland. W R O C L A W. Yeah, it's 5.7 percent chocolate milk stout. I thought the weather's sort of finally turned. I would just do a couple thicker stouts both milk stouts i didn't realize the white hag was a milk stout it calls mm. itself a pastry stout and i don't i never really know what that means uh, and the fact yeah, that it had uh, lactose in it makes me think they just like the sound of um chocolate orange pastry stout but may- maybe it's a, a industry term i'm just not good enough to know but yes so uh this is it um uh, i'm gonna give it a pour while, it, while you tell me what you've got yeah, I, I've also got a milk stout. This is uh, from Boundary. 
Nice. It's called You're Not Getting Any. It is a 9% Imperial Oatmeal Milk Stout, uh, which has blueberries. Uh, it says a timeless collaborative classic with our friends at Zapato. I don't know what that is. I don't know who they are. But it's collaboration beer between Boundary and Zapato. Uh, yeah. And that's it. That's all I get. Nice, nice, oh. kind of grungy, you know. I was going to say, quite dark. Uh, yeah. st- sticking along uh, Boundary's lines of having that kind of grungy kind of can art. This is a little more... Um, more solid actually in kind of the you know what they put out but um yeah that's what i've got it's what i'm cracking open uh have you had a have you had a chance to have a sniff you had a chance to have um, a taste yeah. yet so i mean immediately i would say this one um the nose is quite quite a bit more subtle getting a little more roasted notes and malts off of it than the last one which was again was that vanilla and orange Sort of overtaking everything in the nose. Here you can tell it's a stout. Mm. You can you can smell some of those more roasted multi notes. Um, not a lot else. Uh, without looking at the uh, um, ingredients, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I, I, <laughs> as soon as it's had vanilla, I'm like, oh, maybe there's vanilla, but I think it's actually just the sweetness coming off of it from the lactose. Yeah. Mm. So this is only like 0.2% or something? Thicker or thicker. more alcohol than the other one, but it is much more velvetier. It's got more viscous. Immediately hits the tongue and starts coating. Um, and it's just like the nose was saying, much more malt forward. And also a, it, it leaves with a bit of a big bitter tang to it. I wasn't mm. quite expecting. The okay. chocolate really kind of doesn't show up until the finish is sort of the rust is fading. You're like, oh, okay, there's some of that chocolate. Um, and I think it's it's paired really well with a light amount of lactose. Like it's a milk soap, but I'm not getting super amounts of sweetness, which is why you've got this like very malt forward stout taste in the beginning. Mm. And then you're like, all right, so there's so there's some sweetness, and it kicks in when the rest fades. Um, I would have liked a little, uh, some of those malts to be a little less generic, and maybe a little more roasted, just to give a kind of a balance to the sweet and chocolate. But the malts they've chosen mm-hmm. kind of just are there, and it's like a multi taste, and then it fades and then the only thing that sort of prevents it from just being sort of milk chocolate is again is this almost metallic-y tang of bitterness near the end yeah okay which not a big fan of the metallic part but i like the rest i like that it's got something hanging back so that it's not just a sort of sweet chocolate um and and i like that that's when you notice the sweet chocolate kind of was there with the sort of um non-roasted malt Full for foretaste. Um, it's just that was mm. so strong that you didn't quite notice it. So, not a lot else to nice. say. I, I think, like I said, I, I wish the the malts were a little less one dimensional, but they're there and they're doing a good job mm. of being a multi front end. Yeah, cool, nice. 
Um, I, it, it, it smells, uh, it sounds different to how my milk stout um, it, it smells even from the off. Mm. Um, definitely getting that sweetness. Um, that 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 kicks through, but there's this slight, this slight note to it as well, which takes something away. And it's not like a, you know, it's not like a, a, a sour note. It's not like the you know the, the lactose is doing something it shouldn't. But there's kind of something alongside this. Um, Lucy, this is a boundary milk stout. Mm. Uh, you're not getting any. It's called nine percent. Um, it, 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 it poured uh, with a little bit of a brown head, which was quite um, carbonated as well. But it is just mm-hmm. gone completely from this. What strength was this one? Nine. Yeah. Versus my five seven. Mm. Mm. They call it an imperial oatmeal milk stamp, but actually, it's really sweet. Mm. Uh, they said it's got blueberries. It absolutely does. Um, that that blueberry is really coming through, and it gives it a hint of being more like a uh, a port, or uh, or like oh, something okay. like a barley wine rather than a rather than a stout. And uh, yes, it's a milk stout, but that 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 lactose isn't that creamy. Uh, viscous kind of uh, element to it. It's just a little bit sweeter, and combined with that blueberry, it definitely puts it in that more like fortified wine area of taste than it does yeah. of a milk stout. Um, which is definitely why I'm getting that almost kind of like tannin nose to it a little bit, like blueberries with a little bit of a leathery, almost woody kind of note to it. I think that's what's throwing me off slightly on the nose. But in the flavour, you don't get that through. Hmm. It's very much blueberry. It's very, very sweet. That runs through. That lasts. Still sticking around. The, the same flavour is still sticking around. I mean, it, it lasts and lasts and lasts, which is nice. But there's not much more going on hmm. than a very blueberry, very sweet uh, stout. Doesn't have a, uh, you know, doesn't have the viscosity in the body that you would expect from a 9% stout. Doesn't have the creaminess and the mouthful that you would expect from an oatmeal stout. Uh, doesn't have the alcohol burn that you might expect from an imperial stout. It very much feels more like a barley wine. Um, oh, interesting. Or a, or a, you know, barley wine or a port, something around that kind of area. You don't have the alcohol burn, um, but it's 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 like super light. It feels really light, um, but the the blueberry taste is very pleasant. It's kind of it, really. Not getting much kind of, not getting any roasted notes, not getting any coffee, not getting any chocolate off of this at all. Yeah, hmm. Who knows? Maybe more tastes will come when the the double IPA is left. Or the uh, triple mm. IPA That's fair. has left me a little bit in about sort of ten minutes time or so. I'll sip this and go, oh, there it is. Um, we'll we'll return back to that towards the end of the episode when we round out what we've been drinking. 
Um, but now, Adam. Yeah. What do you want to talk about this week? A game I played, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I played the Falconeer earlier today on stream. I even played it longer than the stream um, normal Ooh, nice window. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were going for a while. Uh, and because I wanted it to be better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's that's yeah. the best way of saying it is I, I gave an extra like few minutes. Well, actually, it was going to be a shorter stream, but I gave an extra half hour in a bit. Um, and so you are a you are a pilot falcon. who pilots Rider. a falcon. <laughs> You're a dude yeah. riding on top of a falcon. Uh, it's got sort of a very Wind Waker type animated aesthetic with some really like cell shaded. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, slightly cell shaded, yeah. but not with the thick. Um, Mm-hmm. The borders that, that you normally get on cell shaded, so it's the same idea mm. though, the same type of aesthetic. Uh, the water is animated in a slightly different way, but still very much like this is animation anim- and the skybox as well. But the clouds are actually, I, I took a couple moments to just be like, oh, what because you're flying, um, the clouds are like properly vol- volumetric, like and they seem kind of out of place, they look kind of like real fog and clouds, uh, in this yeah. very like animated aesthetic and it works really well especially because when you like look through the clouds and see the skybox and like at nighttime it looks like someone splatter painted the, the skybox um because mm. it's like a lot of the stars are kind of c- connected in a sort of blobby versus what you would think they would be individual twinkling bits because it's just doing that like hand-drawn type style aesthetic um yeah it's a really good looking game. yeah it is um because because I I've played it on Xbox. You played it PC on PC. A deal with Xbox controller. We'll get more into that. But yeah, right off the bat, it's a really 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 good looking yeah. game. Um, and uh, it starts here. especially when you're like flying through like these really dark clouds and like they have lightning and mm. you know you you seeing this shift in weather and going from like light areas. You know, just like. Clear skies ish blue, light blue, um, versus this like yeah, like in these rough seas with the, with the, you know, lightning storm and stuff like yeah. that. It, it, it looks really good. Very much so. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I really like the style. Can't the stress so much how much I like the, the aesthetic. And again, you're in this like mm-hmm. feudalish empire-based um, world where yeah. everyone flies and like well maybe not feudal it's about like age of piracy but with flying eagles and airships basically mm-hmm. so like pre-steampunk yeah. i would say right it's not really steam mm. but it's like something's keeping these things aloft there are like zeppelins in the sky yeah. and stuff like that so yeah it's got it's got that as you say steampunk adjacent look to yeah it. and um and so you start the game and you are being a you're like a trainee learning how to fly a falcon and that that's the prologue and then you do some quote-unquote simple tasks and they warn you to be careful mm-hmm. because your last task is right where the empress's um is on a ship for a meeting and then lo and behold you finish the task and the empress is attacked and it turns out the ship is gone and oh no i guess she's been killed and then it cuts you to chapter one and you pick a new character uh and you are not joining the empire anymore you're joining sort of other 
a group of people who are not really resistance, but not the Empire, it seems. Yeah, yeah, it's got a weird structure to it where all the chapters are open from the beginning. Um, I think it's just a case of... It's even weirder because it's like, yes, you've got all these characters that, that are unlocked in like the later levels that have um, better stats and stuff like that. Um, and I didn't quite get a grasp of, oh, which faction should I play as? Which which eagle, not eagle, falcon yeah. should I therefore choose? Like, they have all these different yeah factions that you can cycle through. Um, but I didn't exactly get a good indication of what makes them different and maybe if one is better tailored to a different map or a different chapter and yeah I didn't quite get a grasp of that it's even um, weirder because like this is like there are weird bugs or UI confusions because like Ben was in the back seat for the first hour of my stream and like uh, we're like cool let's pick a person and it gave you a choice of four different names with different pictures, but it kept cycling through, but then their appearance would shift as mm. you cycled back through the names, mm. but then underneath it would be an appearance slider, which would then pick between two different, like, mashups of your current character. So it's like, do you want this person with their hair up and glasses or hair down and no glasses? Yeah. But then that's it. Just left or right person, but then you go back up and you hit write four times and you'll go through the four choices and get the same name same sort of basic like physiology like skin tone and male female same name but now they look very different and then you go down to appearance and now it's well this guy's got a beard so now it's like that beard with long hair or short hair and it was very unclear what the appearance slider was doing because it just seemed like a different randomization okay. Yeah. But the top was randomizing yeah. anyway between the four names, and none of the stats changed because you were in prologue mode. So it was all all the same. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what person do you want? But also, there's no random button. So I guess if you just scroll through those four names until you find the name that you like matching something-ish you like, but also it doesn't matter because you have this character for ideally 15 minutes. Mm. Like, and then when you get to your actual character, you don't have as many options. You have an option of two different people, basically, based on the class, not appearance. And the appearance slider, like, the options on that are way fewer, even though you're now in Chapter 1 and you're going to be with this character for a lot longer. And, like, things like that were just real strange. And there was, like, same thing with interacting with people in the shops. Like, the, the, there's no, like, tooltips... And it was very unclear when you, when and how you could interact with people and why. You just kind of had to bang your head against it. And it didn't feel like it was a, eh, you know, we, you're trying to explore. Because these are UI elements, not explore the world and find yeah. out. I, th I think the game needs better onboarding. Yeah. Mm. Like, even, even as I was playing through the prologue, which is ostensibly the tutorial. Um... Like, when I missed a, a a prompt, like, I never quite knew how to, like, do a dive and then get momentum and then... It's, yeah, it, was like, the, it, was the same, it was the same for, for you, wasn't it? Like, in that, I, I think in that first dive, instance, like, after yeah, Ben yeah. left the stream. 
Mm. Yeah, I, because I, I missed that prompt and then I didn't see it again. I was like, how do I do this? And yeah, like I, I shall we talk about the controls? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let, so, so the basic, the basic mm. um, the gameplay mechanic is, is you have a health bar and you have like a dash bar, which I kept calling sprint because mm -hmm. it's sprint. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's like left bumper and sprint, and if we'll start zooming you forward and the and like the only move i found useful in the entire game was when you're sprinting and you tapped left or right you would then do a barrel roll and almost do a 180 so the only way to like yeah. have a dogfight with other falconeers was basically zoom pat like try and like attack them and then pass them and then spin around and try and hit them again until you get yeah. Until you can start tracking them, and you're basically doing a tight loop in a circle, hoping, hopefully, hitting them eventually. But they'll bank left, and you have to like time it. Other than that, it's mostly just crap shooting. Hope you hit them slash let your AI yeah, win. And yeah. this is where the controls really come to bear. So I I could not grapple them in in the in the in the time that I spent with it. I I went into the menus more times than I played the game <laughs> trying to get something that worked for me but nothing worked for me and I was just like come on this seems so cool I, I, I'm I not a massive fan of like dogfighting games mostly because they're seen from like first person and that would just motion sickness I'd be crumpled on the floor yeah, yeah from motion sickness so I was like this looks beautiful seen from like a third person view of the of your falcon let me try and grasp this as best as I can, but I couldn't find, like, through inverting the y-axis, inverting the x-axis, from changing all the individual, like, buttons on the controller, um, I just couldn't get anything. And, and I will speak to the fact that it's great for customization. Um, you can assign different buttons. I think it's really good. I mean, my problem was... There were at no point was there sensitivity sec hmm. sec sec sliders. <laughs> um, I didn't think of, to look at so, that. So, so that's a shame if that's because yeah, you could remap but everything. In terms of, and they have different yeah, like presets I, mm. of like left st stick aim, fly, right stick aim, fly, and different ways of doing mouse and keyboard, which are really cool presets that you can then tweak. But yeah, ultimately, the first thing I wanted to do was, oh, I, I want to make this a way more thuddy stick control um mm -hmm. i can't so now i just have to try yeah. and do small movements because that's what the game wants and there's no way around it and why this is important is um the default um the default is basically your camera's on your right stick your left right left bumper and trigger are like your dive and break and sorry your break and dive which is like this move your trigger basically makes you rear up and if you don't do anything you'll go up a bit of air or you can then hit down or forward and then you will do a full dive uh then there's the sprint button which is your bumper um to the one thing that it didn't really tell you properly was like the only way you can build up your sprint or your your dash gauge is by going downwards at a steeper angle um and if you're not diving, you can still just aim down and slowly and build it up at a medium pace. 
But then, can you not go into that? Not go into like those whirlwinds. Oh yeah. Or is that just the whirlwind heights? just gives you height, and then you dive down into and not not sprint. Yeah, you okay. use the height to so basically build up your dash meter. Um, but then okay. you so so that's the only way you can get um, dash, and obviously in combat you really need it. But the other thing is, if if you are like if you're like trying to gain height while mm. going straight. As soon as you sort of cross a kind of minimal threshold, you start using your um, dash meter. So you can't really climb without using it. So it kind of staples right. you pretty close to the ground unless you have a long time and you like use the entire trip to get height. And But then at that point, yeah. you're starting with a full uh, dash meter and the combat's going to be lower down. So there's no point in starting high because... You just kind of da like dive down, not build any dash meter, meter, then hit your target, flatten out, and you might as well stay there. Um, but the real problem, sorry, so that's just like the mechanics. The real problem yeah. is your left stick is steering, but it is also aiming. And basically yes. the way they do it is you've kind of got, from the center of where your reticle would be from your aiming, you've got like, a couple inches of screen real estate which you can scroll around in to aim that kind of doesn't really largely affect your your trajectory no. but it kind of does even on small movements but you can kind of get away with like i want to go in this very vague direction and i've got a bit of play to aim in that direction and shoot and then if i if my query sort of banks left i can drag my reticle there and it'll make my falcon go left but that's probably what i want to do but not always um but it also it just makes yeah. everything really zoomy um, it's like unwieldy yeah because i just wanted okay let me move the reticle independently of where i'm steering because when i'm going up just to get more height but the enemy's down there i don't want to be I don't want my reticle to be shining up there. It's like that's not where I'm trying to shoot, like, and uh, and I just couldn't reconcile those two things. Like, no matter how many times I ch change the change the settings uh, and the I, controls, I think it's like it's just because mm. like that's the way they designed it. The way the game was yeah, designed, and, it, and uh, but but it's like haven't we figured out how to do this with like all the games that came previous? They've made their statement in making this different in the fact that it's like this is a different take on dogfighting, yeah. mm. but but do the fundamental controls where I can play. play it. I thought I thought it was just like I'm not used to these games. It's it's me. It's not it's not it's not you game. It's me. But seeing how you um, struggled with the controls earlier today as well, then makes me feel a bit. Oh yeah, it was, and it, it, for a while there was like. Um, completely miserable um yeah <laughs> it was just like mm, well i'm on stream and there's a few people watching and i've got ben oh, thankfully helping me not go crazy um but yeah it would and like there was this so i actually think i found the prologue easy thought it was okay like i kept dying when i had to pick up that bomb and land it on that ship because i couldn't like as you, as you say i couldn't lift up with enough gap between me and the boat, and still look at the boat. Oh, I didn't know where the boat is because so, so, I couldn't yeah, see. So my cheat was, was mm. first run, go 
basically like duh, 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 strafing run and then drop the bomb and die. Mm -hmm. But it gave me a. I saw the size yes. of the explosion, and the next time I, I, I cleared the explosion by like millimeters. I was just like, okay, I know <laughs> the explosion's this big. The hitbox is probably a little bigger. I'll just immediately fly up and hit the let go button and and hope it doesn't blow me up. And it didn't, and I passed. That 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 didn't work for me. Yeah. And those seas were like it was all black, and I was like, where's this boat? I couldn't see. Yeah. It was just like, I I, I that. That 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 falcon was like a fried turkey, oh, like um, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, four times in a row. Yeah. But I mean, that also <laughs> immediately brought to the fore the checkpointing problem of the game, which is you it wants you to go through several like preliminary steps of flying to this, that, the other thing, or just flying for a while to a place and then give you the fight, which you're probably gonna die in. And there's no <laughs> checkpointing except start again. And if it's not a main mission, you, hmm. you like the your mission givers, side quest givers, just give you a random thing. So it's like, oh, I want to try that fight again. I'd like to get better at fighting. Oh, they're not offering that. Yeah. Anymore. But also, it takes it's much more open yeah. than I expected. Like it's got like, it's like an open hub world where you're traveling between these distinct um, landmarks and points and picking yeah. up jobs in between. I thought it'd just be like level by level, like Ace Combat ish. Like yeah. Mm. I mean, Kill I guess these people. <laughs> it would be cool if you didn't have to like grind your way through to get to get the money to buy mm -hmm. permits for the new places, the other places. And actually, my other big complaint outside of controls, which I think we should still finish that discussion, because um, I think there's a little more there to be said. But um, is that it was like three or four basic. Um, mission types and I went to new places mm. the same types like deliver the message okay so you just fly this thing you're flying slow someone attacks you right at the end so you drop the thing otherwise they'll shoot it out of your hands and you fail the mission you dogfight this one pirate then you pick up the thing and finish the mission or it's like yeah, yeah there's just like a bunch of missions that are kind of the same type and I was like I don't see variety in the first three towns I don't think I'm going to see them in subsequent ones yeah and when basically got on like the bird intercom and just listened to like all the different radio channels it's like you know uh who needs help who needs this falcon you know um uh chaperoning this ship or something like that it's just like just heard static on the other end it's like oh there's nobody in this town that needs help um i don't know if it was just mm. where i was in the world or i, I didn't just... even use a bird radio so i don't even know what that <laughs> yeah, is. I was like, I was like, <laughs> Patch, and it was like, who needs a uh, Falcon 918? You know, come help them. Yeah. Pick up this, uh, you know, boy out the sea. <laughs> Fucking boys. <laughs> Fucking boys, man. Um, so, like, yeah, the big mission that, that drove me crazy was fly for five minutes going through three specific points, then dogfight mm -hmm. two to th two or three different pirate falcons and a ship. And it was just mm -hmm. impossible. I, and it was a plot <laughs> mission, and I, I like, ask Ben, I, I couldn't even get uh, an enemy to a third of its health before yeah, I died, yeah. let alone... Um, then I found out I was Mate, on normal I couldn't mode, even blow up so the ship with I, the mine, so... Yeah. So I, tur <laughs> I turned it down to easy <laughs> after Ben left. Mm -hmm. um, and I tried... I did a bunch of other quests, but the problem with those quests were it, they all were all involved flying for a bit and dogfighting one thing. And... 
I had also bought the mutagen for my falcon, which allowed uh, health regrow. And in easy mode, that health regrows twice yeah. as fast. But also, your hit the hits are at least a half lighter. And so it was like, there's kind of no way for me to die. And I figured out the best way to dogfight mm-hmm. was to sort of do the strafe run, flip around when I'm close to them, mm. just kind of spin in a circle with them, basically, which must look really cool if you were not in the thing, because you're, like, circling each other, and I'm hitting you. The reason why I'm hitting you is because auto-targeting, <laughs> when you're in the... When the reticle's close to them, you'll auto-target and, and probably hit them if you're close. So then, now I'm close enough for the auto-target to hit them, and I'm just spinning in a circle, firing wildly, and hitting them 60% of the time or less, mostly less. And then I kill the person, and I feel like I didn't really aim at all. So why is there aiming in this game? Because it was like the only way I can consistently hit an enemy is if I abuse the fact (laughs) that if I'm close and I'm kind of within range, like I'm kind of steering at them, I'll automatically hit them. Mate, the way you were flying, one look at you... Those enemies would be like, you know, this, this guy's kamikaze, he's crazy. Let's go in the opposite way, lads. Oh, man. But that was the only way you could consistently kill them. Or the other thing was, on the missions where you had your AI, just let him clear. That guy, I was just later like, there's a button that says, attack this thing. And I ended missions, and I think it's just last one to hit them gets the credit for downing them. But, like, the last five missions I did, I had zero kills. And it's like, you, you fought like five or six people. Nah, you didn't kill fucking anyone. Your AI did it all. I was like, why am I playing this game? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so, so like, I think there's a lot more work that needs to be done on variety, but also obviously the controls. And the thing I wanted to bring up was I did try the mouse and keyboard. Because mm-hmm, what I was yeah, thinking, yeah. and like other people in the stream, Ben and I think Radari was also there, were like, what if you tried using your mouse to aim? Because you seem to not be able to use your joystick to aim. And this is where everything went even weirder, because the <laughs> default mouse controls is are like fundamentally different than the gamepad controls. So the mouse is now aim and camera, and WASD or arrow keys are your movement controls. So like W and S are like up and down pitch. Yeah. And yeah, and A and D are where are your left and right banking or spinning if you want to use shift, which is your dash. Mm-hmm. So you would think, okay, now I guess I have the ability to like just charge at them and kind of aim. But it's so fundamentally different from the other thing because now your left stick is half. Like the mouse is half left stick, half right, all right stick, but also you can only use you can't. So now you can. There's no way you could look behind you. Because now aim and camera are on the mouse, which means you can actually are your camera movement is limited to where you can aim, which is not behind you because of the physics of the game. Uh, so you can. And it doesn't. It helped a little with like if I was like charging at someone, I could more accurately shoot my bullets at them or my lightnings at them. But also, if you do that, you will die in this game because they are infinitely better shots at you. And if you are doing a like a one-on-one head-on run, they'll kill you. So then it was like, okay, so the only position where this helps my aim is 
when I'm in position to like when I'm not moving frantically and maybe I could get better at flying, but also I have I've lost all my ability to quickly look behind me around me and find them. Oh wow. So not only is it optimized for gamepad and flight stick, it's like their first mouse keyboard mode is completely unplayable. Except <laughs> slightly better aiming, but also that slightly better doesn't really matter because if you're not if you're far away you're still kinda of missing. And if you're close, the auto aim will yeah. guide those bullets anyway, so it was it was just so messy. Like yeah. so messy. And and so That's why I said like the controls have like good customization because for a console game usually you can never touch those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no. Of course when you're playing on PC, yeah, you want that. I, but again, there's that, no, there was still no sensitivity. None of them were ideal. Right, like I still didn't mm. have mouse sensitivity, which is a standard in PC. Games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I wanted to like it. I played the last couple missions. I even upped the difficulty back up to normal in the last couple missions, and huh. still passed them. Um, but a lot of that was realizing that if, if I just sort of kite for a while, the AI will do some damage. And of course, I realized my sort of tight spin auto aim thing which is a strategy and it works but it's very unsatisfying because they give me an aiming reticle and then the only way i can like semi consistently do damage is if i kind of ignore it and just sort of use the aiming reticle as a as a guide for where i should fly at and then just hold down the trigger <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and it sucks because there's really cool things like the way you reload your weapons is you fly into a storm because you're lightning based. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so you fly into a storm, and then in another place where like the the signposting was really bad, because like I did that, and like some of my things were red, and it wasn't clear if that meant they were empty, or they're about to overload. And they said if you overload, do a dive. And it was like, do I dive into the water? No, that didn't help. Oh, it has, actually what they meant was the wind of the dive would cool it off not actually diving in the ocean. Turns out mm -hmm. that doesn't do it, because if I was too close and I dive in the ocean, things still all red. And like little things like that where, like you said, the onboarding is the are these weird voice clips that don't have tooltips that you can't really look up again. There's no actual inventory you can I could find. The only thing I could find was when I was in a shop, I could be like, this is what I currently have equipped. And like all these little things were just like this is just not a finished game. It feels really unpolished yeah. and really confusing. Even if I was just I bad say at it. Polished of from that I think I know what you mean, you're saying that I'm just saying for clarification, not unpolished as in you know, it, it's buggy or anything like that. Just mm. Yeah, there could have been more refinement it, it, to yes. um, yeah, th these are not yeah. bugs, these are controls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. are like weird design yeah. choices that make it cumbersome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but all that being said, one dude made it, yeah. which mm. is incredible. It is incredible. Um, yeah. So, despite our complaints, I'm just like, I mean, mm, I think that's another reason I had an ounce of that talent. So. Yeah, I think yeah. that's another reason why I really <laughs> wanted it to. I yeah, wanted these yeah, not yeah. to be the things I didn't like, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like one dude's making it. It's really pretty. A lot of work has gone into it, and it's like these like base design decisions like like how do you onboard how much information do you get yeah. things like the map has no like it will give you a direction but you have no idea how long you're flying that direction because it doesn't give you like any distance markers or even like a it just says here's the mm. line you have to take it's a small mini map so you can't really see that 
far. It, it'd be nice if you could expand. Yeah, it, and um, just like if you click of a button, or, or even even opening, hitting pause or start right, and going mm -hmm. into the main menu and seeing your objective. But that that like the the main map, like when you want to look at the entire world you know of, has no icons except cities, basically places you can yeah. land. And then it's like, okay, I know I need to go roughly this way. They were all babbling in their voice things. I think they said this place, and it's kind of on this vector. Is that where I'm going? Mm. But, like, what sucked most about, like, not knowing how much time I had was I found myself within a few missions, not flying for the fun of it, because it's like, I don't know how far I have to go, so I'm just going to get to the right height with a full dash meter and just, like, let go. Versus if I knew it was, like, going to be, th like, a couple minutes, right? Like, it's a few hundred yeah. kilometers or whatever. I would be like, cool, I'm going to bank around and do all kinds of fun stuff, which is what I did in the first few missions. But it, it became very obvious, or it became very unobvious how long I, ha I had. And so it was just kind of like, then I'm just going to go here. And, it, it, again, it sucks. So like, I usually lament fast travel because... If the game is well designed, I kind of want to travel, and it's like I'm flying a, a, a friggin' Falcon. I should want to fly back, even to explore. And again, within two, three missions, it was like so glad I can finish the mission, and instead of flying back because it's time to return, just hit start, fly home immediately up yes. here, whole day yeah, yeah. land. And it's like, okay, so now I'm not doing the thing. The whole point is like I'm in this weird open world flying a Falcon, and I'm just not flying the Falcon when I can. And I'm lamenting mm -hmm. dying in a in a mission because it means I have to fly the Falcon for five minutes before dying mm. in this place. Like something's missing here, and I like it just yeah. And that's the that's I think outside of the controls, I think that's the bit that really showed that something wasn't hitting for me was that I was happy to fast travel and really annoyed when I died because I knew I had to fly for five minutes. But it's a fly game. Ooh, something's gone wrong. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just it's just disappointing because I, it, I didn't know a lot about it. it. Started up, looked beautiful. The first couple like drills made me like, oh, okay, so I'm bad at this, but that's cool. I'll I'll figure it out, or maybe I won't. And then it became very clear that like there were challenges to the control schema that seemed beyond just me not being good at controllers. And oh. I'm, I'm just looking at the. Uh press guide and apparently you can zoom in and zoom out of the minimap um, Wish they'd... on the d-pad uh, so I'm guessing it must be up and down because d-pad left is uh, telling a, your AI to attack yeah someone. up and down yeah yeah but like up and down is okay mm -hmm. that good I to know these things really. good to no, know I'm just saying correcting myself yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, Maybe also doubling story. down on what what you what you did like about it, which, which is like the onboarding, right? So they might have said it, yeah. and we both missed it, or they'll Maybe. or 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 they just didn't say it. But like, that sucks. It's I mean, it's it's probably a good summary for what your bug's saying about the yeah. game that you didn't know that this was a. A this feature, thing, unfortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. And um, you know, it, yeah. it's one of those, yeah, as you say, it's just it's upsetting because I, I, I saw it and I was like, this looks beautiful. I thought it would just, I, I'm not too infused about the structure of it, mm -hmm. that open world kind of thing. And yeah, I just can't grapple the controls at the minute, so yeah, it's fair, yeah, need a guide. 
I need yes. someone on like as I was saying to a deal earlier. I need a polygon article where it's like. Here's how you customize the whole Falcon here to make it. This is yeah. the best setup for yeah. all of this. Yeah. Here's how you make this Because I'm not going to go to Reddit because somebody's going to shout at me and tell me to get like a Thrustmaster flight suit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even going to bother with that. Mate, are you not sat atop a Falcon whilst you play this game? <laughs> I mean, Falcons are pretty small, so it's probably not advisable to do that. I mean, these are also giant Falcons, mm. to be fair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's he's gotten decent reviews, hovering Good. around, you know. 70 so, so I actually wonder. Like so they say it's optimized for controller and flight stick. I think it's really secretly only optimized for flight stick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, having said that, between I this, don't really play flight stick games, but flight simulator. Yeah, but it also seems like sticks. a flight stick, like dogfighter type thing, would still give you the a way of aiming outside of. Aiming yeah, your gun yeah. outside of aiming your vehicle, and I think that yes, that's the yeah. thing yes. that that ultimately is the biggest problem with, with the game. Uh, yeah, the entire control schema problems I think fundamentally ripple out of that. But I, I think if if that one issue was addressed, it'd be infinitely more playable. Yeah, mm. and I, just that one thing. So I'm actually kind of curious if in the next little while, you know, patches come out, etc. If, if, and and maybe there is, like you said, an, a way of doing it because we know that from the mouse keyboard setup, I tried for a couple missions that wasn't great, but the camera and the and but, the but aiming it was were moving, yeah, yeah, more independent. But like, yeah. so we know aiming can be slightly different from. Um, vehicle direction because normal, yeah, so, yeah so so maybe there is a way of just uh forcing that but any anyway um i again my secondary complaint of like are these just going to be the same four sets of quests different skins different starting points uh a little mm. worried about that but if if the fighting was fun i wouldn't care i guess is the thing like if the actual yeah. part of the gameplay seems every mission you have a pirate, a pirate slash bad guy will show up. Like you're delivering a thing, there'll be a bad guy right at the end goal, and if you don't drop the thing, he'll shoot at it, and it'll probably break, and you'll lose the mission. So drop the thing in the ocean, shoot him down, pick it up, finish your mission. Um, it, it tells me they want this to be a dogfighting game. Yeah, and so like that needs yeah, to be. Yeah, but just just the way like the um, like the camera just snaps back when to 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 front and center. As soon as you like move it to like the left of your right of you, it just doesn't have that degree of freedom that you need. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like you're flying through the sky like 360 degrees. It's like you want that freedom of you don't want the camera always to be front and center um, with the controls. I mean, with the aim reticle and stuff like that. So. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really want to speak to somebody who's like got the controls down and yeah. reviewed this game. I'm like, how? How? How, how did you do it? What's your secret? Tell me. Yeah. Maybe we'll find someone. Mm. Maybe someone yeah. we know has played this. And they've got yeah. it down exactly. Uh, we'll investigate a little bit further. That's probably yeah. a good place for us to finish this week. Um, 
hopefully the Falconer kind of opens up a little bit more and, and it hasn't turned you both off from from playing it no, too if much. It, if I can figure out how to mm. wield that Falcon, I will. But yeah, congratulations to the dev. Like, it's it, it's optimized for the Series S and X, so it's like really yeah, 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 sixty and four K and all of that from a lone developer, like. To, you know, doff my cap up. Yeah, off yeah to absolutely. Yeah. Uh, good. Let's talk about the beers uh, that we have drank to finish us out this week. Lucy, you had the one. Yeah, yeah you enjoy it all the way through. <laughs> I did indeed. It was it was nice just to nurse and like mm. not want to like just not back. It was had nice bitterness, nice um, creamy texture to it. Still getting all those like. Deep, rich chocolate, chocolatey malts. Um, nice bit of coffee on it. Yeah, it, it's a really good beer from Arbor. Nice. Uh, there's not much more to say. Yeah, everyone fair. knows how good they are at this yeah, point. Yeah. Absolutely, so. all they should do. If you don't know how good Arbor are, just order a couple of their beers, and you will <laughs> yeah. soon realize. Yeah. yeah, I should do that actually. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I don't think they don't really do many stouts, do they? No, so, no, no, huge no, no, this is definitely yeah. and it's something I'm going to track down. To some yeah. success, hopefully. Um, it's really good. Nice. Good beer. Good, good. Uh, Adam, uh, out of the two that you had, did you have a preference this week? Yeah, it's a little weird this week. I thought originally it would be the um, salamander milk stout, chocolate milk stout, um, just because I like the tastes involved more, but the more mm. I had it, the more I think it's got to be the white hag chocolate orange pastry stout. Dark druid, because it was just uh-huh. it was just a little more dynamic. It was like like mm-hmm. my the biggest thing with the salamander milk stout, chocolate milk stout was, yeah, it was like it, it did some things, that, but they were like I said, like the, the it was kind of like a flat multi taste, finishing with a flat sort of chocolate milk chocolate slightly sweet taste, but like mm. none of it was. So like it had an okay taste curve, nothing nothing to wow you, but it, it was melded well together. But it was ultimately kind of like forgettable. While I, you know, there's moments of the taste curve of the white hag that I might not have, um, might have been like, oh, that's weird or whatever. But it's doing something interesting, and like it wasn't bad. It was just like, a, oh, like, like that orange is a little in your face for a bit. But everything's yeah. sort of well, still well made, well crafted. The transitions are good. Uh, it's kind of just like it's. I guess it's. It, it boiled down to, it's more interesting. And this week, I value that more. I guess. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Um, I, I think I'm gonna echo those sentiments. Uh, picking the first beer, but also uh, a beer that was a little more interesting um, with the North Daya Triple IPA, the uh, Boundary Imperial Oatmeal Milk Stout didn't present a huge amount to me it was very blueberry it was very sweet uh, I mentioned when I was drinking it perhaps the triple IPA was having a bit of an effect but even through the taste I still wasn't getting a huge amount from it you know not getting any roasted notes no chocolate no coffee nothing coming through that you would expect from a, from a stout uh, blueberries and sweetness were its main components uh, whereas that North Daya collab it, it had some nice tropical fruits. It had a bit of a dankness to it. It had a nice earthy, grassy bitterness to it. And nothing punched you too much. Um, it was a triple IPA and you knew that the alcohol was there. It felt like a big beer, but it didn't 
hit you in that way. It was uh, it was easy enough for a big beer uh, and flowed very, very well. So I think it's very well made. It's very interesting. And it, uh, it was definitely the, the, the flavor that I preferred this week as well. Um, so it, it kind of sits above definitely uh, for me. So that was, yeah, the North uh, Brewing Company Day Collaboration Triple IPA. Uh, I'm feeling it. Especially <laughs> then surprised. after a 9% stout. I'm feeling nice. this. Uh, which is, yeah, it's great. A little buzz. It's okay. Uh, I'll see what the rest of the evening brings. Probably bed. Uh, brush my teeth, have a squash, and go to bed. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, Lucy, if people want to get hold of you and talk to you about the games they're playing or tell you why Tetris Effect was the best game of 2000 and whatever year it released, how do they do that? 18. Maybe. Uh, don't, because I refuse <laughs> to believe that. Um, best game of 2018 was obviously The Quiet Men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Juicy Least Night. <laughs> Brilliant. Good. Uh, Adult, if people want to uh, talk to you and let you know how they're flying their falcons, how do they do that? Uh, you can reach me at the Omniarch, T H E O M N I A R C H on all the things except Twitch, where there's an underscore where you would believe it would be. Perfect. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. We are at Tanked Up Cast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we use Twitter a lot more. Instagram's very unloved. It has been for a long time. Um, Message us on there if we should start reposting. Sure. If you use I mean, we might not, and you but listen like, to let us, us know then. that it, it's worth our while. <laughs> Absolutely. You can also all go to outoflives.net to look at articles, listen to other shows. Uh, Adol, you and I have started a new show called Geek Out Weekly, where we're going to be diving into a topic as, you know, pretty casual observers of most things. Um, yeah, that's W E A K L Y. Because mm. we might be geeking out, but it is weekend. There's definitely no. Uh, oh, it's the gatekeeping. That's the word I'm looking for. No gatekeeping. Yeah, well, absolutely. Exactly. Definitely. Trying to come across. Um, definitely. Not casually. But, you know. I mean, not. not taking it in from a perspective where we haven't got in depth. We're not part of the fandom. We're just going to chat about these things. Things that we enjoy, that maybe you would enjoy too. Uh, you can check that out on Twitch uh, on Mondays from midday. Or we will get a podcast together this week, uh, which will also go up as well. And you can go to outoflives.net um, towards the end of the week where you will find this episode and also find the first episode where we talk about The Mandalorian, the first season, um, which was an excellent uh, discussion. You can also Isn't find... the second season out? It yeah, is, yes. We're two episodes in, I think? No, that's what you talked about. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah two episodes in. Um, you can get all of us on Twitter as well. I think we're out of lives network. Yep. Yeah. Which is probably where you're watching us on Twitch right now as well. Out of Lives Network on Twitch or Out of Lives on YouTube as well. Do all of those things. Subscribe to all of those things. Rate and review all of those things. It's very appreciated. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we hope that you can join us on the Twitch to come and chat to us as well. Tell us about the beers you've been drinking. Tell us about the games that you've been playing. And we can chat to you whilst we are recording. 
that's all of the bullshit and gumpf. Uh, uh, I'm going to go to <laughs> sleep now. Yeah, review the podcast and the new one if you have a chance. Uh, and don't forget to follow, like, subscribe on the whatever medium you're on. Do the thing. It's our new tagline. Whatever medium you're on, do the thing. You know what it is. If it's iTunes, rate and, rate and review. If it's YouTube, like, subscribe, or whatever. Yeah. Schlike. Yeah. Schlike and subscribe. Thanks. We've been tanked up. Bye. Bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net